Okay, we're back. This is Snow Horse and the Polar Bear, the show with regards to helping people get some free information rather than needing book appointments with how to see their life, unload the baggage in their life just by talking and getting a better result in their life. That goes with health, wealth, and abundance in particular. We've got uh, some guests here today, and Julie Skeen is with me. She'll, you can see her on the camera. We've got a... Um, <laughs> yay! It's Wherever right, the camera her, is. Right Poor Kara says, oh, the cameras are I everywhere. I was wondering. Yes, you know? so, and then, and then we have um, Adam. Um, Keith. Keith, is it? Keith. Yes, there it is. Yep. Keith, oh, yep. hello, hello. There you are. Thank you, Adam, for being here again. Uh, we just had a, a podcast um, here earlier today. We're going to continue a little bit on what we've got to offer. If you've listened to some of the other podcasts, you'll find that um, I'm really looking for the easy way for everything to be done. And the good news is there is one. We were uh, just talking with, um, you know, how we, in, in some of the other co- podcasts about calling things in and how they arrive. And I'm going to share a brief story uh, before we continue here with the uh, the goodness that we have uh, before us. And that is that, um, I don't know if other people have noticed, but I've got a little, there it is, a, a um, a ring? Uh, uh, yeah, a ring. Uh, lots of rings. <laughs> I love rings. Uh, an octopus ring, and, the, and there's a moonstone in one of the eyes. I had lost it several weeks prior to starting any of the poet podcasts. And the interesting thing is that uh, I had said on the podcast, if you call to the thing that is yours, and you say to it, for instance, the, the uh, eye for this octopus, I said, you know, you belong to me. Wherever you are, you show me where you are, or you bring yourself to me. Get yourself to me. So weeks went on. We had the podcast. Other things were found. We found a diamond earring for a gentleman that had lost in a parking lot. Uh, a number of other things transpired. But what happened was, as I was in uh, Karen's car, she was on the podcast, uh, several of them, and uh, we had stopped at the bank. Now, her car had, we had been to Chicago and back. She had t- taken her car in to get cleaned. It was, it was, I don't know if it was team clean or not, but she had, she is immaculate with this car. And so, so I'm sitting in the car, and I and I and she has two little cup holders there, and there's a um, one that's de- designated for her. And my elbow was right near this cup holder, and it was empty. And I looked down. I'm thinking, what the heck is that? And she says, Well, what is it? I said, You you missed something. She says, Well, well, can you get it out? I said, I said, I don't think I want to. I want you to see this first. And she looks in, and she says, What is that? A little sparkly thing. Wasn't it wasn't it? sparkle. It was upside down. Oh. I mean, you couldn't even tell what it was, but I knew by looking at it because God is paying attention and, you know, pointing things out to me. So I put a little moisture on my finger and dipped down in that cup and pulled out the moonstone, teeny tiny, that is the eye to the octopus. And I said, you know, maybe because I didn't have the ring on with that day and I did not have it in her car, I said, you know, maybe it's the other one that's lost also. You know, it just happens to be in your car because we've had podcasts. So I, I told her, I'll tell you, you know, when I get home, I'll let you know. And went in and saw the ring. And no, it's the one that I had lost. It had not been in her car. That's what's so amazing. it ended up in her car. Oh, it was, well, it was amazing. I mean, she was, you know, hopping up and down. She got out of the car. We were hugging. It was, you know, it was a, an amazing moment. But that's the kind of things we My get to see. My octopus can see again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is on the podcast here with uh, Julie and Adam, we were talking about the Petoskey Stones that... I had been interested in without telling, uh, I was going to keep them all to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Did not tell Julie. And then I had forgotten about them because uh, other things came up. And then ultimately, um, Julie was not going to be down by the, uh, she rescues cats and she was not going to be down 
in Pontiac for very long. She helped her cats and was going to Clarkston. And so ultimately we met at Clarkston. I called her and said, you know, well, can I go? I mean, I, I, I made a contact and, and had said that I, I made contact about those Petoskey stones also. And so ultimately, if you listen to the last podcast, that Julie and Adam, Adam was at the household where the Petoskey stones were at. And uh, Julie uh, knew the uh, owner of the house and had... Unknowingly knew unknow- the owner right. of the house. Yeah, but got there. How cool is that? Yeah. And so just to refresh memories uh, or, or remind you of the last podcast is that, you know, we came together. I personally believe that Adam is that important and had asked on some level or his parents, some level, that he wanted help. And for Julie and I to show up at the same house and have time to do so... And Adam, if you if you uh, uh, want to chime in, chime in with how again how you you know you weren't necessarily going to be there, you know you didn't live there any longer. Uh, yeah, like I said, I was uh, planning on seeing my mom earlier in the day. Um, kind of got behind on plans. Uh, was running late. Ended up getting there surprisingly like ten minutes before you guys did. Fascinating. And you were on the inside. And so, uh, you know, it was kind of exciting because it, it's always exciting to me when I watch how what I call God works, you know, so or work. And so the and we had talked on the other podcast, Adam, how you, you know, speak to the universe. And there are a lot of people doing that. And I just want to refresh the people's uh, memory out there that might have listened to me before is the more personal a person can get with their friends or their family, their loved ones or the creator Whatever that is, I'm not trying to push religion. I will say that uh, I am Christian, and the only reason I say that is because I, based on what I know, I mean, I, I want to be on the boat, or the, the, the boat that floats on the water, Jesus. And the reason is this. He's the only one out there that is said to provide eternal life. I, and again, if you listen to the podcast, you're going to know that I did not want to stay on the planet from the day I was born. And sometimes we're here to do things even if we don't want to. The cool part is, is that it is absolutely plausible for people to stay in the flesh if they want to, but they're going to have to choose life. Every day, as a person breathes, every breath, there's a non-breath. Every non-breath is a death breath because you're not breathing, period. It's important to breathe, and I will share with you this. Symbolism about breathing. For those of us who are shallow breathers, it is, it's fearful of life, not wanting to be here. You don't like what you're seeing. You're, you're not hiding from anything. You're just not ready for whatever's out there because it looks horrible according to the, the data that's out there, whether it's on the news or the books or people that want control of you because you've got the money they want. I'm going to share with you, if you don't have a dime, if you don't have a doctor, if you don't have a phone, a TV, or a book, or a magazine, or a friend, God will answer whatever you need. Whatever you need. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm just... I, can I interject? Yes, please do. Uh, so I have a wild story about needing friends. So uh, probably about seven years ago, I was at the point where... I, I was weeding through friends, and I just felt like, you know, my, my circle of friends is awfully small. I really could use some new friends. So one day, I went shopping in downtown Farmington and went into this little shop that I like to go into, just a little boutique. And there was just a, a, a woman working behind the counter who I didn't know. And uh, so she kind of followed me around the shop. and then <laughs> You're I, stealing. I found my, my <laughs> items and went to cash out. And out of the blue, she says to me, 
you seem like a really nice lady. I just moved here and I don't have any friends. Would you be my friend? Wow. <laughs> and I looked wow. at her and I said, sure. <laughs> sure. I'll be your friend, right. <laughs> and we're still really good friends today. That is fabulous. Yeah. I had, I had a similar occurrence. Um, I was doing a reading for a gal and um, as I was finishing, I mean, she looked like Helen Hunt, if anybody knows the oh, actress. Yeah. And yeah. so as I was talking to her, I said, you know, it's a... It's a shame you're not going to be here. She says, what do you mean I'm not going to, well, am I dying? I said, no, it looks like you're leaving for California. She says, I am on Tuesday. I said, well, that's a shame because I really like you and I, I don't like many people. She says, well, let's stay connected and we, we're still friends. There you go. You know, because I mean, you can spot them. Yeah. And, I, you know, for those, and, and, and Adam, maybe, you know, maybe you haven't thought of this, um, just based on our, our short conversations, very short because I've just met you, yeah. <laughs> is, is that, you know, and people out there, you know, they say they can't find friends, you know, it's really tough, you can't trust them. If anybody knows the story of Jesus, he basically had 12 around him. None of them up to snuff for being a good friend. None of them. What I'm trying to tell you, people, is if Jesus couldn't find a friend, don't you worry about it. Just entertain. And in fact, biblically speaking, it says, I mean, God has told me, uh, another friend of mine told me where it was written, so I know it's in the Bible, but it says, entertain the likes of strangers. You may be entertaining an angel. And, and I'm, sh- uh, oh, 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 it's coming, it's co- all coming back to me now. Oh, boy. So we were talking before we got, <laughs> got, got uh, on the air here. Uh, Adam, I, I promise I'm going to let you speak, because you are, you are a nurse, are, are you not? Yeah, I am. Correct. And and are you in the ER? Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. You know, you've got a perfect place to be able to put your hands on some people and have have some words, and and maybe you do. I don't know if you're allowed to say that or not, so I'm not going to say you do or you don't. But laying of a hands before hands. But I will tell you that years ago, I had animals, and 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 for people that don't recall or haven't listened to other podcasts, I'm known as an animal communicator. The Catholic Church has identified me as an animal whisperer. The, there are other churches that call me a prophet, and so basically I'm a visionary. I'm not going to walk around saying I'm a prophet, but I am telling you that I can benefit a lot of people, so I'm looking to profit some people. What I'm going to tell you is that I had severe pain, and I'm going to re- remind people that according to me, pain is the body saying, can't you see I hurt? Mm-hmm. That there's some area in your life that no one's listening to anymore, they got tired of you bitching and complaining, or you thought that nobody's going to to listen anyway, or there's something in your life that's bothering you that you haven't told anybody, and it's just stirring up to be heard. So anyway, so I had had this pain. It was going to require surgery. I had animals showing me that I, you know, shouldn't be going. And I knew that I didn't need to go because I, I absolutely believe in the healing of God. And and I'm new to wrapping my mind around uh, Jesus, but I, I own him hook, line, and sinker because he's the guy with all the, do, the, the goodies. Yeah. You know, so... So I had a friend, uh, had keyword, <laughs> Kim, who said, uh, I don't understand why you're going. I said, she said, you said the animals are saying you shouldn't go. I said, and, and let me tell the people why I say the animals are saying that and how I knew. So I work with primates, and I, had a, a, I have a monkey named Sarah, and she, she went over to her water bowl and urinated in the bowl of water. And I said, why are you going in there? Why are you going there? And, of course, I, I listen to my own words. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so, so the thing is, if people are listening, this is one of those gleaning moments that I'm trying to help you guys. You know, So you certainly can call me, but I'm not looking to book appointments. I'm trying to give information for free. So animals will give messages. 
So the fact that this animal was doing something that I could utter out of my mouth, why are you going there? Why are you going in there? Is, yeah, why am I going in the hospital when I know better? Not just hopeful. I absolutely know. There's, there's a difference between hoping and praying and knowing. And so then I had a dog. I mean, I have a dog, and he walked over to his water. Different part of the house walks over and pees in the dish. I'm thinking, what are you doing? Why are you going? I'm thinking, yeah, what am I doing? Why am I going there? The latest so it, so, thing, oh urinating gosh. in water bowls. Well, no, it, 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 it's just in order for me to get the message of yeah. don't go to the hospital. So because marketing and the doctors and everybody else was so worried, I, you know, I booked the appointment. I was going to have surgery. So Kim came up and drove me to St. Joe's. I believe, Adam, you said you, you're down and familiar with that uh, hospital. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the, uh, so, and uh, Kim lived in Pontiac. And so I, so we, and she says, if, if we get down there and you're not going in for surgery, she says, I'm going to be upset that I woke up at four in the morning to get you there on time. So I said, I I can't help it. I said, I'll tell you what. And it was a beautiful day. It was March. It was, it was sunny, no snow. And uh, we get there and I I said, I tell you what, I said, if the doctor's not there, I will walk out. I mean, I will honor my word. So we get in there and I'm a half hour late and, and we were there. We should have been there early. I mean, there was some sort of vortex keeping us from there. So I thought, you know, that they'll just say, I, I don't I have to reschedule, and that right. would be the end of that. So I get in, and the paperwork hadn't been completed that should have been completed. Took about 40 minutes for that, to people get that straight. Get me back in the room, get me prepped. And um, a woman walked in, because I'd said, you know, entertain those the likes of strangers. You never know which yeah. one's an angel. So they got the, the, the needle wouldn't go in right. I mean, I've got veins. I've got, I got highways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, I see, I can see them hanging yeah, yeah. out you of know, your skin look there. At the, yeah. look, at, look at the cars. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I'm, I'm back there, and um, they, the blood pressure, and they're saying, hey, well, you don't, you don't look like you're upset. You know, none of the vitals are showing any stress. I said, I, I'm not stressed. I'm, I'm good. And um, so this lady came in. I don't know if she was a nurse or not. There was more paperwork to fill out. There was a little tray that goes over the bed, and... Um, she leans across it, and in a voice that was not hers, it was it was low, lower than mine. Mine's, mine's fairly like a manly low. Manly voice. Oh my gosh! You know, and I, of course I got it. It got my attention. She looked me right in the eye. She had a pen and the paper there to fill out. She looked. I mean, she wasn't a foot away from my face when she leaned in, and she said, "You know, you don't have to do this if you don't want to." And I said to her, "Thank I you. Know, thank you." <laughs> so that was another one. Yeah. And so. Um, then later, some, a nurse walks by, and she says, I'm sorry. She says, uh, it'll just be a little longer. And I said, and it was going on an hour and a half or more. Mm-hmm. I mean, lots of time. And um, I said, well, what's going on? And she says, well, the doctor's not here. I said, well, take the needles out, get my clothes, I'm leaving. Yeah. She said, no, no, it won't be much longer. I said, no, no, I'm leaving. Yeah. She says, do you want me to get the driver? I said, I do. So Kim comes back, and she's smiling. She says, what's going on? <laughs> I said, well, the doctor's not here. She turns to the nurse and she says, well, get her clothes. We're leaving. <laughs> and we did. We walked. And I was in pain. I got to yeah. tell you. So we walk out. We're in the front of the hospital. Sunny day. And Kim's laughing. She looks at me. She says, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go get a coney with cheese and chili and onions <laughs> and french fries with chili. For she breakfast. Says, she says, oh, no, by this time it was just about noon. Oh, okay. I mean, we're talking a long time I was there. Yeah. And, um. And she says, she says, aren't you in pain? I said, my body says I'm in pain, but I'm telling you I'm healed. So we, she took me to her favorite place. I chowed down on that, and I, I made sure that I ate it. So I got home. It was about 3 o'clock by the time I got home. I laid down to rest. Sunny day, sun beating down on me, like just like a... a it was and just I was, beautiful. You yeah, just avoided surgery. The sun was shining. Yeah, but I was yeah. in pain. I was in fierce pain. And I told God, I said, look, 
<laughs> when I wake up, I better not be in pain because I know I'm healed. That was years ago, and I woke up in no pain, and there's been no surgery and no pain since. Woohoo! That's what I'm talking about. But I had fallen wow. prey. I had fallen prey to what everybody was saying. Yeah. You know, and I've and and I was getting the message that I would have told anybody. You know, to don't go. Uh, do what you want. I mean, it's my job to tell people. You know, this is what I'm seeing. You can do what you want. And I've been fine ever since. And so, and and, and um, Adam, you you work there. I mean, you you must have seen a lot of stuff. Or in any mm-hmm. hospital, as a nurse, you just see tons of stuff. I mean, you're around it, and the things you're looking to know and looking to help people with on the planet. You know, wanting a better society and people to be aware of their gifts, like you're tapping in yourself. <laughs> Um, well, it's a question because, yes, I do see a lot of stuff, but obviously uh, my role in a hospital is a little different in my emergency room. Um, I'm a lot more busy mm-hmm. doing as opposed to um, how do you how, Well, point. let me ask you, how are you now dealing with the fact that you're identifying that you have gifts and that you've been either resisting them or been talked out of them, like I would say, with regards to what I call the negative team Satan? is saying to you, hey, you know, you got some problems here and you can't have this, you can't have that, you're stuck, everybody else has got the power, you know, and you're tapping in that you do have the power and now you're in a hospital that wants to own the power, according to me. That that wants what? Well, hospitals and science are saying, hey, you need this, you need that, you can't do that without us and tap in and don't forget the vaccines and don't forget this and that and the other. But don't don't the hospitals also, aren't aren't they very firm as to what, for example, you as a nurse are allowed to do right, there in are certain rules. circumstances. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, yes, don't yes, you yes, don't you feel yes, stuck? Um, um, I think that's kind of also why I gravitated gravitated towards the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Um, I think obviously emergency medicine is critical, somewhat more needed as opposed to healthcare. Um, mm-hmm. I think our healthcare does a bad job at maintaining health. Um, but I do believe to some degree, obviously, if you get in a car crash and there's something fatal, um, some of those modalities are okay at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is uh, restricting my beliefs. But at the same time, um, I, I believe that we all, again, create our own reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so when those people bring themselves in there, if that's what they choose to do and that's the stuff they choose to believe in, I, I've kind of uh, accepted uh, giving them that because that's their decision. Sure. Um, if people if people want to discuss other things or they're open to other ideas, um, I, I do always try to obviously provide that some knowledge as well. Right. Um, so there's, there's both sides to that. Yeah, I do have, I have friends that are in uh, different medical fields and uh, when nobody's looking, they're, you know, the, 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 the patient will bring up some sort of topic that allows the, the individual that I know to speak and, and will say, you know, you must need to hear this because you're in front of me. The same mm-hmm. thing with you, you or your family calling, literally calling people in, and, and Julie and I available at the same time, which is rare. Yeah, we really didn't want any Petoskey stones. Yeah, right. You know, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Love Petoskey stones. Oh, my gosh, that's so, so funny. So so um, I wanted to share my story uh, about uh, a cat situation that recently occurred. So um, I had... Speaking a, of calling things in. Yes. Right. So I... One of the cats in my care as a rescuer is a beautiful black cat with um, a little white triangle on his chest. You know, he looks like he's dressed formally. And when I saw him, I thought, oh, he's so beautiful. I really need to give him a special name. Well, ironically, I named him 
the Prince of Darkness. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. And so um, at, at some point recently over the last couple of months, um, uh, you and I were, were chatting and you had recommended to me that uh, perhaps what I should do is, you know, cast Satan out of my house. Right. And, and then you chose and, your own and, wording. And of course, you know, <laughs> another name for Satan is the Prince of Darkness. So what happens? The most bizarre thing. Um, somebody donates a new cat structure to me and I I figure, well, you know, the kitties in this room, they probably want some fresh air. So I put this six foot cat tower right in front of the screen window and I got the screen open so they can breathe the fresh air. Well, two of these boys, one being the Prince of Darkness, um, decide to duke it out about who gets to be on top, and they fell through the screen. Um, outside. Outside. Oh, boy. So they're gone. Prince of Darkness is gone, and this other kitty named Rudy. And I'm just beside myself. Well, two days later, I catch Rudy. And then it's going on, what, like 10 days? Prince is still out while, there. Yep. And, you know, I'm very upset. And after having a conversation with you one night, all of a sudden it hits me. Oh, my God. I cast out the Prince of Darkness, and the cat must have thought I was talking about him. Right. Well, that night I just tried to telepathically speak to the cat, and I said to him, I'm so sorry if you misunderstood when I cast out the Prince of Darkness. I wasn't referring to you. Right. From this day forward, your name is only going to be Prince. And then I'll be darned. That evening, I caught Prince in the trap and then brought him back in. And he has just become the most affectionate, sweetest right. kitty. And he's so happy to be back inside. Right. Right. So, yeah. And that it's exciting because it is, you can call to the things that are yours, you know, and, ha- and in spirit. The, the same thing is true with... Um, dealing with people in particular, is that you can speak, it, it is, look, on the planet, the human flesh person has free will. And if they're running amok or running astray, I mean, that's their choice. But I assure you that the spirit within, the very thing that I needed, I needed to be able to be okay with because I was not okay with people, did not want to be here was, you know, all, there's a, it's a longer story and looking for ways out, you know, and I, and I, you know, I'm not trying to give anybody a latitude for leaving. I want to allow you the, the, the fortitude to be able to stay that if someone is on their quote unquote deathbed, instead of giving them permission to leave, give the spirit within the flesh that appears to be suffering and dying permission to stay. Because according to, you know, to God talking to me and then somebody pointing out that it is actually written in the Bible, it is the very reason that I can send people to that book. I, I, I would love to say I read it, but I'm going to repeat myself that I have read no book since maybe sixth grade. And it was the wrinkle in time. People can have a fit if they want. But I know stuff and I get miracles. And I ask you, do you? I don't have to say that I read any of these authors out there, I don't have to give credit to anybody but God. Yeah. And that's, that is, oh, oh my gosh, it's such a privilege to be yeah. able to say. You just know. I just know. And yeah. I just know because I talk to God. 
and he talks to me in an out loud voice, sometimes an inkling, but generally pretty darn clear because I demand not only to be heard by him because, and he's, he laughs. I mean, he laughs because he says, I, I love you, girl, you know, just as see, you are. See, now in my case, I don't actually hear a voice, mm-hmm. but um, especially when it comes to doing my healings, mm-hmm. somehow I, I just know. Right. I just know well, things. Well, let me sh- know? let me share with you this, and this this may help, and hopefully uh, Adam can glean from this too. If you don't know, so that as you go about your days, you know, collecting knowledge and building on what you do get, um, that at no point have I ever met a person, including you, Julie, that your knowing came in text form in your head that you were reading, ever. Nobody's reading inside their head little data. Oh no! Mm-mm. Right, that no. knowing, that yeah. knowing is a voice. You're, you're, you, you, it's like a, a step past the actual voice, and you're calling it a knowing. There is a voice that comes, and there is a way to discern whether it's accurate or not. I am not giving that information right now because I know that people will uh, use it inaccurately, and I'm not going to be the 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 one that takes the hit for someone misunderstanding what I'm about to say. But I can assure you there is, you can get good information from bad voices. Mm. And if a person is hearing something or knowing something, because I'm telling you that that is a voice, that you say to that knowing, who's talking? If that voice or that knowing isn't quantified by a name, then I, I personally in a reading do not offer it. Because I'm not, I don't, you know, I may say I want money. Somebody walks up and wants to give me a million dollars. I'm going to ask, where did you get that? Because I'm going to refuse blood money. I don't care how much money you got, and I don't have, care how much I might need. I'm not taking the wrong information or the right answer from the wrong person. Right. Because if you hone your vo- yourself to the wrong voice just because it's right, there will be a day because you're being, you know, hooked on a, like been fished. And as, the, as you said, they try to take down the ones who are doing good. Right. And, and I've said before that prisons are filled with angels. Remember, everyone, everyone is born on the winning team. All the bad rulers you can ever think of and any president you thought was horrible. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how many, how many you know, uh, um, stalkers there are and all those other things. These are people led astray. All of them made of God, no matter how much I choose in my head not to believe it. The truth is, is he created all of them. And the ones that are led astray are lured by the other team. There are only two teams down here. You're born on the winning team if you walk away. And this is in and out of a person's day. And, and isn't it also that you have to be a strong person? Isn't it usually the weak ones who are led astray? No, no. It, it's a, it's a, it's a, com, a, you know, a bombardment. You know, watch the, watch the best of the, let's say, sports players or politicians or teachers or cops or priests. Are you kidding me? You know, if we can get the ones with titles to fall, meaning the negative team get them to fall, then even if they don't do anything bad, but they are non-productive for good, mm-hmm. then the, the, that's all. The Satan just is trying to stop you. Yeah. You know, so if you're feeling bad and nobody loves me, blah, 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 you know, I'm going to tell you, I, I, am, I am best suited for what God has in store. And that is, you know, he's telling me that there's eternal life in the flesh, whether I like it or not. And it's my job to tell somebody, do I care if they come or go? No, I wish I did. But God cares. And he's got me telling this. Science says 
they don't understand why people are dying, that every body part renews itself, period. And then you've got the dietitians and all the nutrient people out there trying to sell you something to stay alive. When I ask God, you know, what, what's the one thing you need? And it says that the body without the spirit is dead. That means you need to feed the spirit. Yeah. Who's talking about that? Nobody. No one. Zero. I'm glad you uh, brought that back mentioned that earlier when we were talking, uh, and I wanted you to elaborate on what it means to you to feed the soul, how you go about that. Well, feed the spirit is what I said. So, not the soul. There's a difference. Right, so, right. The, the, um, the soul. The, so, feeding the spirit is, it, because it says, I mean, that to back me up, it is in writing, and it says that the body without the spirit is dead. That would be true that the body with the spirit is alive. There's also a passage where it says that, and, and I know where this one is because a lot of people come to me afraid of dying and getting old. And, and frankly, I'm going to tell people, I was looking forward to getting old. It's the one, number one, it's the one thing you don't have to dust, the years or age. And it's the other thing that is a legal way out of here. So, and then, lo and behold, you know, if all things are possible, according, we're talking Christianity here, and I'm not talking holy roller, go to church person. I mean, I, I don't trust the people in the church. If they knew what I knew, I'd go. I'm not going to sit there and have people say, well, well, you know, there she is sitting there. It must be a good place to be when I know darn well that they're not teaching what's really core important. Everybody's afraid of dying and you have to choose life. I mean, he's, it says that God presents before you. In, in fact, it says, I, God, present before you life and death. The second part of that little sentence is choose life. Everyone is choosing death. The ones that are dying chose death. Period. So, and, and then there's a, there's a passage that says, then this is the one I sought out, you know, because God said that, you know, he could, he could do all things. And it says that I will renew their flesh to the days of their youth, even fresher once, twice, even three times, meaning continually renew it. So if their flesh is being renewed, if they choose life, all things are possible that these and greater things shall you do. I, I personally, just as an individual walking around on the planet, I don't understand why everybody's picking something else. But I don't give a fat rat's ass my, like my dad would say. Period. I do not care. God cares. I have a question for you about people choosing life. So, for example, recently there was the, um, I, I think he was a fire chief who was off duty, who jumped in the Detroit River to save three drowning girls. Mm -hmm. And he ended up dying. Mm -hmm. So... If people are choosing death over life, mm -hmm. so in that moment, was it that he said, I'm willing to die to save these girls? And well, so he chose death? Yeah, but he could. it could have been that. I mean, I'd have to have the name and look into it, and that, that's, a, that's a different topic. But what I am saying is that most people don't believe they can live forever. In fact, I, 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 I hate to admit it, but I've told that that's my only job. You know, when I, I mean, I'm talking, I bitch at God, I, I don't, uh, there's not much peacefulness going on when I'm talking to him because I know he's got the goods. He knows I know he's happy. I know because I'll be able to tell others, you know, and I, I am not looking for, you know, I, I wouldn't, and now I'm saying I don't mind fortune, but I'm not willing to sell my time, you know, to make a dollar. This podcast affords me to do things for free for people. And thank God for Lake Orion TV. I'm telling you. If it, were, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be talking. They would be booking appointments. Mm -hmm. So Adam did ask, you know, what does it mean to feed the, the Spirit? And to feed the Spirit is the knowledge of God, the beauty that this entity called God offers. You know, when I walk across my property and I say, thank you, God, for this land, 
I mean, I'm really thanking them. Thank, thank you that I'm 10 acres away from any other person and no one that gets to come onto my property but me. I make the rules on this property. It is magical. I sit and I, I afforded uh, Karen the opportunity to sit on a chair in my property when she came to pick me up one day. And she sat there while butterflies tickled her nose and her neck and she was laughing. She didn't believe me when I said I, it would happen. How cool is that? Just the best of the best. My animals are so sublime and the healings and miracles that happen. The, the fact that I can walk out and say, look, I, you know, God, I'm gonna, I hear you. I, I, know, I know that I don't need this. I will walk out if the doctor's not there. You can't tell me that God didn't hold that doctor up. Yeah. Letting me prove to the gal that was driving me that I would honor my word to God. So speaking of spiritual food, I had a realization a couple of years ago um, where physical food suddenly just was not appealing to me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would go all day and, and not eat and not be physically hungry. Mm-hmm. And it hit me one day that this is not the kind of food I need. Amen. I need spiritual food. Right. Yeah. Right. What, uh, what I'm going to uh, say, Adam, is that when you, when, when you recognize, you being anybody, when anybody recognizes that the good that's out there and the, and the gifts that are possible, that no human supplied that, when you give credit to where credit is due, I mean, the only credit I'm going to take is that I'm listening. I also take credit for bitching. You know, if people think that they, can, they have to be perfect before they go to the Father that loves them, it is ludicrous, and somebody is feeding them the wrong thing. I also know that when I was younger, there were other entities, people that wanted to shove Jesus down my throat. And I said on another podcast, even the best of food crammed down somebody's throat is not tasty. You know, there, it, there's, it's a turnoff. It, it, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was hot. I was ticked. And I was ticked at God. I said, who are you to send your boy to do your work? But, you know, as he was unfolding it for me nicely to the, to the little daughter that cared so much about why all this was happening down here. And he answered every question cohesively. You know, when, he, when I, I, I think I told people, I was standing at my kitchen sink one day and doing the dishes. Just speaking of food, I'm complaining. You know, I should have been, I suppose, according to everybody, being blessed that I had dishes, be, be blessed that I had a sink, be blessed that I had hands to wash the dishes, blessed that the water came out of my faucet, blessed that I had the food that I could cook and that I could eat. And, and, but instead, I was saying, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, I'm doing dishes. You know, I just thought it was a whole waste of time. You know, I'm, you know, hunting the food, not, not, not hunting, hunting, but I'm going to find it and, you know, and I'm getting the food, then I have to store the food, then I have to unwrap and pack the food, then I have to eat the food, and then I have to, you know, you know, store it or throw it out, and then I have to do the dishes, and then I have to put sounds, the dishes sounds away. Sounds like you just had more important things to do. I certainly did. You know, so I said, you know, when is this going to, you know what I'm thinking, then I've got to poop, and then I've got to do it two more times during the day, every day, three times a day, according to science, you know, and don't forget to do this, and don't forget to drink that, and the vitamins, I'm thinking, when is this going to end and I heard an out loud voice from God, and he said, never. And I dropped the utensil into the sink. It clinked on the bottom underneath the water, and I, without turning around, I said, you're not talking about dishes, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just my life. I'm so blessed. You know, and the other time that I stood in my dining room, I said this on a couple of podcasts, and I'm bitching at God. I said, you know, what is it you want me to do? You know, there's so many people. They're all suffering, you know, and I'm you know, the more you are kind and caring and want to give, the more people want to be around you. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, not, not, not my cup of tea. Because, you know, they all have their other stuff. I, I got enough stuff of my own to filter through while I'm in the flesh. So, but I do like to help. And I do have the answers because God gives them to me. I'm not taking credit for any of that. And people keep wanting to glorify me. They want me to do a reality TV show and, and different television shows and radio spots. And I'm telling you, if I can't glorify God in this, I'm not doing it. I mean, one, one producer said, you know, well, you don't, you don't have to tell them your tricks. You don't have to tell them how you're doing it. I said, well, that's, that's the only reason for me to do it. Yeah. So I don't have to be the only one doing it. You know, this is free. And Adam, you were talking, you know, with the gifts that are out there, people need to be given the information that they came in with it. They've been robbed from it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's unfortunate. But if I'm going to share with you, no city, no town, no country, no, no entity of, of a body of people will ever succeed if they do not know God, period. If they're not taught that they are on the winning team, that no one, that they will never fail, never fail. We will never lose. If we walk away, it's by our own choice, which is what you spoke to, Adam, you know, our choices. It isn't about owning up that we made bad choices. It's owning up to the entity called Satan has led us astray, and we said yes to it. All we have to do is say no. I mean, it can be instantaneously gone in a blink of an eye, like my dog healing with the knees. And by the way, everybody in podcast world, you know, I tracked back the, the uh, time frame of my dog healing of the, the two knees when I told God, I said, I'm going to the vet at 430. I know it's going to cost $2,000 per leg. I know that I don't need to do it. I've got an appointment, and if, you know, but I demand this dog heal. If I'm not supposed to go, you need to stop me in a gentle way because I'm taking the dog to the vet. I know that the, somebody will pay for it. Somebody will find the money because God can supply that too. I know that God can work through the doctors. But I personally know that I don't need to do this. But you, God, need to know that I'm going. Stop me in a gentle way. And within seconds, my car started to falter. The RPM started going up and down. And I started laughing. And then there was a snap and a bang, and the, my, my car died, and I laughed. I mean, I knew clearly no, I'm not going to the vet. It wasn't very gentle, though. No, well, no, but it led, it led to me, you know, speaking out about the place that I ended up taking the car. So, yeah. I mean, it was a double fold of teaching gotcha. and testimony. And so the thing is, is that that dog healed in a blink of an eye. Within a half an hour, that dog was running around without pain. It's, she's still alive and well, and the knee's good. But what my point to this is, is just recently, because of uh, a couple of situations, I, tracked, I was able to track back the year that that dog healed. And because I hadn't seen uh, uh, Karen in a while, the gal that was on, uh, talking on the podcast, and she had two knee replacements while she was gone away. Wow. And I tell people that my animals or their animals will take things on for the people you care for, even if they've never met them. Mm -hmm. So I ultimately, by her coming back and telling me that she had two knee replacements, realized that it was her that my dog was taking it on for. Amazing. Amazing. But I got an out-and-out -out miracle. That dog is climbing upstairs, not a whimper, and still is, you know. And, and so, uh, you know, those are things to recognize that if your animals in, in, are suffering, that there's a 100% chance that they are taking it on for you or someone in your household or someone you know and care for, even if the animal never met them. Right. Adam, do you have any animals that have had any issues through the course of time that you think, holy crap, I wonder what that was? And is there such a thing as holy crap? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, that would have come only from Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Oh, I love you, Julie. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, yet? she's asking you. 
Oh, I didn't know that was to me. Uh, I thought that was just in general. No, um, there's nothing uh, that I can think of consciously that I'm aware of. How about um, any any I animals didn't... that you had that uh, either had to be put down according to people and or uh, had health concerns that you tended to that, you know, they ended up um, being all right or not either way? Um, the only thing I can think of is a cat that had uh, kidney issues. And it wasn't, there was a family member I know who had uh, issues with kidneys. Yeah. Um, That's what and I, then, uh, yeah. dogs just being put down. I had, you know, just one when they're in that, um, extreme pain phase where they have a lot of pain and you put them down for that reason. Um, obviously, do you know um, where, do you know where, well, okay. So well, I'm glad you brought that up because some of the things, the things we can, uh, offer to the animals um, and, and gleaning free information. Folks out there that are listening, pay close attention that this is an option for people. I mean, you can do what you want. It's your business. If you've bought into science and, and death and you think that animals only live, you know, six, eight, nine years, 10 years, 15 years, according to the breed, blah, 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 that's, that's hey, you're entitled to it, but I'm offering another way out. And I'm saying that under because you've identified Adam that you had a, a a person that had kidney issues in the same time frame that the cat did, had you known something that I'm now uh, making available to people, is that to number one tell the animal that is according to me taking it on that and you it may be difficult for people to believe that this is happening. So what I'm suggesting people do is say, if that woman Lisa Berry is right. You know, you talk to your animal. You say, if Lisa Berry, that animal communicator, if she's right, and you're taking this on for someone, I'm demanding you don't. It is not your job to suffer. If you're trying to make me happy, no vet bills. Yeah, there you go. Perfect health. Yeah. <laughs> no misbehaving. Yep. Going to make me happy. If you're trying to make me happy because I care for someone and, and they're suffering and you're taking it on for them, I demand you stop. And then if you wish to take the opportunity to say to the spirit of the person who's suffering, because everybody on the planet is entitled to suffer if they want. But I promise you that the spirit of God that is in each and every person does not want the person to suffer. And if you choose to take the time to talk to the spirit within any human, because you care, you have to speak the truth, not your truth or my truth, but the truth of God. And the truth you speak to a spirit of, of someone suffering is you say to the spirit, rise up. I give you permission from my spirit of God to you, the spirit of God, to be well in this flesh. Make yourself so large that you purge this illness out. If Lisa Berry's right, and this can be done, I want that for you. And the reason you use my name is only because there's a good chance most people don't believe what I'm saying. And you don't want to say something that might be a lie according to your own belief system. But what if I'm right? This is free of charge. I've seen what people refer to as miracles. And I'm telling you, if God is doing this all the time, is it really a miracle or just what he does? an interesting thing well, to contemplate. I, I think uh, the whole world or word miracle refers to us having the realization that something is occurring. Right. I'm, I'm under the impression that a miracle is something that people can hardly believe, so it must be something so special. What I'm saying is it isn't so special to God because he does it all the time if you ask. Right. And so if you can't believe it, 
at least say, if that Lisa Berry is right, then I want it too. It, it is working for the people I, I come across. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, and then when a person starts seeing it regularly, you don't have to use my name. You just start thanking God. And when you don't see it fast enough, say, hey, uh, what, WTF, Lord? I would swear, but this is a podcast, and I love these people here, and I want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> so in the, in the, in the, what I'm suggesting for people that work in hospitals and, and the medical field is it's okay to, to understand that there's a teaching that they have to follow because that's the rules, uh, that's what gave them their license to do what they're doing. I've got to watch the time because I know they, they're closing up here pretty soon. Okay. Um, so the idea is, is the spirit within you can talk to the spirit within anybody. So if they're coming in, let's say, an emergency room or a healthcare clinic or something, and you, you do a, you don't, you're not talking to the flesh, because the flesh is the only thing the, the, you know, we're, there's only one battle down here, and it isn't in the flesh. It's a spiritual battle. And if we wake uh-huh. up, the, if we wake up the driver of the car, it steers it a little better. You know, but when the flesh is willingly saying yes to, I'm addicted, or I need this, or I'm, you know, my dad had. Or my doctor you know, or said my, this. My, my, yeah, three times a day, I gotta, you know, I, I you know, I'm just going to go back to the food thing. Is I know there will come a time where I am not eating tangible food, and it's going to be okay. It's going to lead to the, in fact, there's some sort of Bible story out there where people are walking through the desert and they're getting manna from heaven. I got news for you. I, I, I haven't looked it up, but I'm betting the word manna is word or God or, or truth. You know, it isn't like the hot dogs and Twinkies falling from the sky. No way. No way. I mean, so the word of God is food itself. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if um, so the people in the medical field, because they've signed on to it, I mean, doctors have to go by the oath. They've invested, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the license to say, I'm a doctor. I'm somebody. You know, anybody that's going out to getting a piece of paper from any other human to say there's somebody, they're already suffering. They're already failing because they're looking for somebody else to give them a certificate to say they are somebody. And I'm telling people, if you're born of the flesh and you come through two people and you get a certificate that says you're born, you get a birth certificate, that's the only one you need. If you're going to fall prey to the, the, to the worldly ways and they dictate that you need a piece of paper, like a driver's license or whatever else, I'm fairly certain there's entities out there that say you don't even need that. And I'm not fighting that battle. <laughs> you know, like, thank you very much. You know, so if they need a license to teach or to preach or to whatever, according to the rules, then, then you know, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. But all, always work in the truth. You know, these are, these are gifts, you know, Adam, that you have, that you're recognizing that you do have, that you can implement, you know, only speaking the truth of the entity, you know, that I'm referring to as God and you see as creator or energy or however you're doing that until you really wrap your mind around the one you're going to give credit to, you know, identify mm-hmm. it as yours. It's a powerful, powerful. It's exciting. Are you kidding me? I need more of that, you know. So, uh, in in um, you know, in closing, I I want to say that I I just am treasuring, you know, that Adam and and his his goal to reap the rewards of the gifts that he's been given just by being born, you know, that he's come so far so fast. In, you know, in the realization and tapping into owning and then letting go of the garbage. Actually, how fast has your realization been? Oh, there you go. Do you say how fast? Yeah. Um, within like the last year and a half, maybe. Yeah, that's pretty quick. All right. 
And then poof, here here I am cramming Jesus down your throat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just offering a piece of pie. It, it really, I mean, I would like to say that it matters to me, and I'm sure God would want it to, but it really does not. You know, there's, you know, to have him have all the goodies, whether I can wrap my mind around a whole thing or not, is truly irrelevant to me. You know, the same thing with, you know, calculators, how they work, machines, how they work. You know, if I can get in the car and turn the key and it goes, great. I'm doing the same thing with God. I've got the key. The key is Jesus. And the only reason I'm saying that, I mean, I really only tapped into him, you know, I'm going to say 10 years, maybe 12, and not wholeheartedly, only that, you know, I had my hands on either side of the Bible one day, and I asked, you know, God, if there's one thing in this book I need to know, what is it? You know, remember, I wasn't, I didn't have my hands on any other book at the time. And they gave me something that I now know is uh, chapter and verse. And it was in quotes by Jesus. And it said, nobody gets to the Father except through me. And I thought to myself inside my head, well, that's a bunch of bull. <laughs> you know, I've been talking to God my whole life, you know, and seeing all these wonderful things. But what I came to realize through God and him telling me is that he is the one, he being Jesus, is the one that provides the eternal life that people are looking for. You know, and, and you know, in the dictionary and anywhere else, eternal means eternal, like never ending. And, and for these churches to promote the fact that, is in, in, that you have to die to get it, like physically die, you know, there's scripture in there that might say those things. But it's also Old Testament. We're in New Testament time. We're in eternal life. But you have to tap into it or it is not there. Plain and simple. That's the wording that I got. I'm the one that doesn't want to stay. But if I'm the only one that can prove that it can be done, then I'm willing to do it. You know, and the good news is, is, you know, because he keeps telling me, you know, as I'm bitching, I say, you know, this is not looking so pretty, folks. You know, and so God has said, look, the more you know me, the easier it's going to get you know, the more peaceful you'll be. This year in 2020 has been the most peaceful year ever. And not because I haven't had struggles. I mean, just utter peace. And I don't mean utter like a cow. <laughs> I'm just... Well, that's peace for you. But yes. unfortunately, for most of the world, right. it has not been Well, no, but... The, <laughs> right, no, no. But I'm saying it is, it is a struggle, but there's all sorts of benefits from it. And it, the, 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 the sentence is this, is that he turns things around for those who love him. But most people say, well, God will turn this around. Now, the good news is, is he will, especially if you think he will. You know, people are, there are people benefiting from this. And not, and not, I don't mean the wicked ones that are probably making the darn thing to sell to, you know, get people. But the, keep in mind that no matter how bad it looks out there, you are born on the winning team. You cannot lose unless you're led astray to see that you are mm -hmm. losing. Yep. Period. It's so simple. They're making it complicated because that's where the money's at. See, and that's where the weak-minded people come in. They're easily led astray. They're only weak in the knowledge of God because they're not being taught. The very thing you, Adam, are talking about for people to know their gifts and be able to succeed and have a better life and be, and you know, the, the more of us that really know it, and I'm not talking the holy rollers out there that are trying to bamboozle people into, you know, giving their money to a building so somebody else can be in charge and making the rules in the government, you know. I'm talking about just knowledge core knowledge. You know, it is so, so simple. That's what's making it difficult to believe. Yeah. It's exciting. I'm so glad, you know, I'm so glad you're, you know, tapping in Adam and that you're, you know, being able to, you know, be open-minded to hear some of this because there's sudden changes mm -hmm. are coming. I mean, for you to, for us to show up for you, you know, and, and, and granted, uh, Julie is doing technology, not te uh, um, techniques, techniques, uh, with pranic healing that is of a, a different faith wholeheartedly. 
that I personally believe that if she would stay focused on one, she'd be better at it, whatever it is. You know, it doesn't matter what you're choosing. If you're choosing it, like one wife, one husband, one job, one task. Well, I've already failed that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Multiple husbands. <laughs> Multiple jobs. <laughs> but, but I have not. Every job I've ever had, I was either the first woman to do it or the first person to do it. I've been a leader in everything I've done. It doesn't surprise me that God is choosing this. And if the only thing that will cause me not to be able to complete it is for me to choose death. So with that being said, we are we are woo, we're, we're signing off. Yeah, we're longer than we were planning. Um, so let me let me. Uh, is there is there anything that you want to say, Adam, while we're closing down that maybe you want, uh, and we'll just start calling in for you. Um, the only thing I would like to finish off by saying is I just uh, want everyone to realize they do have the power. Again, uh, everybody can do this. Um, everybody can create whatever they choose in life. I just want to get that message out there. Amen. Well, let's continue that in the future because I think that's a brilliant thing. I mean, that's a core ingredient, that we are the creators made by a creator. And that the idea is when you're ebbing and flowing through your day is what are you creating? Well, the fact that we are, quote, made in his image. Right. I need, uh, all of a sudden I got a picture of myself in my head. That's not so good. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did you just grow a beard? No. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Well, so thank you very much. I want to repeat that you're listening to the show Snow Horse and the Polar Bear. It's a podcast helping people, giving information and, and techniques for free. Um, certainly appointments can be made for each of us. If that's something that you guys want, you can look on, uh, there's a uh, ministry called um, New Ark Ministries for Animals. That's what you look up on on uh, Facebook. You can uh, message us there, The uh, Julie Skeen, uh, myself, uh, Lisa Berry, or Snowhorse, as they call me, and uh uh, Adam Keefe, he's got um, things to speak about, and if you'd like to speak with him, you can reach him through that uh, messenger. And, of course, the prayer line, if you wish to uh, put a prayer out there or, or a request Quest. of anything, um, I will put that directly in the lap of God because he's the only one that can give guarantees, and that phone number is 810-724-3223. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you gleaned some information here. It's It's easier than you think, I promise you. Pick one author and stick with it. I love you guys. Take care.